Let us pray. And there was a very sore battle that day, and Abner was beaten, and the men of Israel before the servants of David. 2 Samuel 2.17 Lord, I know you value relationships, and because I desire to walk in your footsteps, relationships will be a focal point for my life. In moments of strife and contention with friends, my heart will seek to do what's right rather than to be right. Mercy and kindness will be the companions of my words. Love and understanding will be the chaperones of my heart, for I now realize that two are better than one. I realize that I can accomplish more united with like-minded relationships than by myself. Pride will not cloud my judgment. Anger will not drive my emotions, for I decree and declare that I am not run by emotions, but by your Spirit, God. Like Joab in today's reading, I will stop future relationship casualties because I realize we are all your children, God, and that we are on the same team. With this truth, I say, in Jesus' name, amen. Listening to these daily prayers strengthens your relationship with God. Continue hearing from the Lord by listening to today's Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal 
and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The best of friends fight. In our last story, we learned about the fall of Saul and Jonathan. Their deaths signified an ending to David's exile. And now a new era of Israel can emerge to the glory of God. Now we learn about David's messy ascension to the throne as he is crowned king of Judah, while Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, is made king of Israel. David is forced to rule within a divided nation, and his trusted commander Joab displays an incredible act of mercy, as inspired by the book of 2 Samuel. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In yesterday's story, we heard about the deaths of Saul and three of his sons, including Jonathan, on the battlefield. Their deaths fulfilled what God had told Saul would happen. And it meant that David would no longer live in exile. He would no longer be fearful of Saul. He could return to Israel and begin his kingship to lead God's people. But we'll learn today that Israel is now a divided nation, with Saul's son Ishbosheth thrust onto the throne of Israel and David ruling in Judah. We'll also hear how Joab, one of the mighty men who had served alongside of David, will be chosen as commander of Judah's army. And like David did so many times with Saul, Joab will display incredible mercy towards his enemies. So, let's listen to today's word. Israel was in ruin. War and turmoil with the Philistines had scarred the Hebrew nation, and peace seemed like a distant memory. Their time under King Saul was marked by constant battle and captivity. The Philistines now occupied many territories within Israel and Judah— Now that Saul and Jonathan had been slain in battle, it was time for Israel to have their new king. However, Israel had become divided as a nation. Civil discourses and disagreements over territory had led to a split among the country. Now the nation of Israel had split into two kingdoms, Judah and Israel, both in desperate need of a king to lead them. Still hidden away in Ziklag, David sat with the Lord in silence. It had been years since he called Israel his home. Now that Saul was no longer pursuing him, he was free to return. But how would they receive him? Would they sing his praises as before? Would they cast him out for dwelling with the Philistines? David looked at the stars and asked himself these questions. He drew a deep breath and prayed, Lord, should I go back to the land of Judah? God met him in the quiet as he used to in the wilderness, He strengthened David's heart and sent him forth to return to his homeland. That next morning, David ventured forth with his family and mighty men towards Hebron in the territory of Judah. As Joshua had once led the Hebrews out of the wilderness and into the promised land, David led his band of misfit warriors and their families 
back to the land of Judah. It was midday when David and his people walked through the gates of Judah. David's eyes widened as he saw a parade of people awaiting him. Women were dancing in the streets, and music was being played in every alley of the city. Men, women, and children cheered as David walked through the streets. Never had David felt such a rush of love and affection. They led him to the great courts and anointed him their king before the entire nation. David crumbled before them and the Lord. With tears streaming down his cheeks and a smile beaming from his face, David was finally crowned king. Meanwhile, Abner, the commander of Saul's army, took Ishbosheth, the illegitimate son of Saul, and thrust him onto the throne of Israel. Abner ruled through him and used his position to leverage rule over Israel. David would not seize the mantle of king by force. He had waited for years in the wilderness in Ziklag. He trusted that God would hand him the entire kingdom in due time. For now, David ruled Judah as well and helped restore them to stability and safety. One of his mighty men, Joab, was elected as his commander. Together, Joab and David drove out the enemies of Judah. Philistines were driven out, and peace was slowly being won day by day. However, conflict was still lurking within the country as Abner plotted his takeover. Abner rose up to meet Joab at the Pool of Gibeon. The two commanders stood on opposite ends of the water, with their armies behind them. Abner's brows furrowed as he looked at Joab. Abner was a decorated soldier. He was grisly and battle-hardened. He was right hand to the king, and used to governing a nation on his own. Joab was the nephew of David, younger and used to being on the run. He looked at Abner, knowing full well he was stronger and able to crush him. Yet he did not want to. Being with David for so long had taught him mercy. He saw killing as a last resort. Abner shouted to Joab, saying, Send twelve of your best men forward, and they shall fight between us. Joab paused and looked back at his men. They nodded, understanding that the unity of Israel was at stake. Joab looked back at Abner and said, Let them rise. So twelve men from each army came forth. Each team rushed into battle beside the water. They were equals, blow for blow. Each swipe of their sword was blocked, and every attempt at a stab was thwarted. The twenty-four men were so evenly matched that each of them fell by each other's swords. Each man grabbed the other's head and thrust their blades into the other, causing both to fall. Abner watched as his men fell, so he sent his army after Joab's. The battle was fierce. Israel's army led by Abner was organized, tactful, and tested. Judah's army led by Joab was raw, scrappy, and trained by years in the wilderness with David. Abner and the men of Israel were succumbing to the weight of David's men. Though their armor and swords were more polished, they lacked the direction and heart that David imparted. Joab's brother, Abishai and Asahel, were fighting alongside him. Together they chopped through the enemy, gliding with precision and ferocity. Ashahel was swift and was well known for his speed. While the battle was raging, Ashahel honed in on Abner and began to pursue him. Frightened at the sight of him, Abner fled the battle towards the canyons. Abner knew Ashahel and did not want to fight him. Abner shouted, Do not follow me, Ashahel. I do not want to kill you. 
yet Ashahel kept on running towards him. Abner was a hardened man, but he did not want to kill Ashahel needlessly. As Ashahel leapt forward to strike down Abner, he lifted up his spear and thrust it straight through his stomach. Ashahel fell to the ground and choked on his blood. Joab and Abishai stood still as they watched their brother bleed below Abner. Abishel was first to yell. He picked up his spear and ran towards Abner. Joab pursued behind him. As the sun was setting over the canyon, Joab and Abishel worked their way through the sea of men between them and Abner. One by one they fell as Abner was backed into a corner with many of his men behind him. The armies of Judah advanced, and Joab and Abishel were closer to taking Abner's life. It was growing dark, and the battle became sloppy and gory. Abner yelled to Joab, Shall we do this forever? How long will we devour one another? Are we not brothers of Israel? Joab stopped his men. The army of Judah had backed Israel into the hills. It was almost over. Judah looked back at his men and said, If you had not spoken... My men would have continued to kill you throughout the night. Joab paused again. He took the trumpet off his belt and blew it for the entire valley to hear. The battle was over, and Joab showed Abner's army mercy. Joab's army had killed 360 of Israel's men, while only 19 of Judah's men had fallen. Joab picked up his brother's body and walked away from the battle. This first act of mercy would make a ripple in the entire country of Israel. Joab spared the lives of hundreds of men. Mercy gives birth to peace. As we begin today's story, Israel is in trouble. The Philistines have occupied large amounts of territory in Israel and Judah. King Saul is dead along with three of his sons, and the nation is deeply divided, split into two kingdoms, Judah and Israel. They both desperately wanted a king, but more than anything, they needed a godly ruler to lead them. David, still at Ziklag, got word that Saul and his sons had died. And after confirming that the news was true, David tore his clothes and mourned the death of his loved ones. But when the crying was over, David turned his attention towards his home, to Judah. He sought God's counsel, asking if he should return to Judah, and God answered, telling him to go. Seeking God's will has been and will continue to be a marker in David's life. Though he would fail and fall at times, David's heart always returns to the Lord to seek his wisdom, his guidance, his governance. And so, with God's blessing, David gathers his people and crosses back into Judah, his home. The men of Judah quickly came to David's side and anointed him king of Judah. But to the north, in the kingdom of Israel, Abner, the commander of Saul's army, was scheming for power. He took the illegitimate son of Saul, Ishbosheth, and placed him on the throne of Israel. There would be no peace or unity in the divided nation. David would one day rule a unified Israel, but he would not do so by force. So for the moment, he ruled Judah and ruled well and took back more and more territory from the Philistines, driving them out of the land. At his side was a man named Joab, who had fought with David for many years and witnessed David's courage in battle, but also his mercy. Meanwhile, Abner was still scheming for power, and he would resort to force and violence in order to get his way. He met Joab at the pool of Gibeon, ready to go to battle, 
Abner challenged Joab to send his twelve best men to fight against Abner's twelve, and so he did. And so the two armies clashed in battle. David's army, led by Joab, was much more powerful, and Abner's men were defeated. Abner fled in fear, but Joab's brother Ashiel pursued him. Ashiel was fast, but Abner was a better fighter, and he didn't want to kill the young man. He knew this would anger Joab and would surely be his death. He urged Ashiel to relent, but he didn't, so Abner killed Ashiel with his spear. And just as he had feared, Joab and his other brother Abishai gave chase. They closed in on Abner, ready to strike him down. Abner cried out to Joab, appealing to their brotherhood as men of Israel. Would they continue to kill each other until none were left? Joab took mercy on his enemy, who was one of his own countrymen. And in 2 Samuel 2.28, we read this. So Joab blew the trumpet, and all the men stopped and pursued Israel no more, nor did they fight any more. Just like David, when given a chance to wipe out his enemy, one who had done him great wrong, Joab chose the path of mercy. Rather than take many lives, he spared them. It was an act that would resonate throughout both kingdoms and begin to pave the way for unity and peace under the rule of King David. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for today's story and how it shows us the path of mercy and of your justice. Help us not to be quick to anger or to seek revenge, but always, always in you, Lord, to extend grace and mercy to those who have wronged us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Please download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer a priority in your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love. And if you want more resources as to how to live abundantly in Jesus Christ, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. 
As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.